Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. you welcome to the broadcast i'm vincent xavier i'm joined today with our dear friends from honduras brian and kathy gray from missions around the world how are you two doing today what's going on all right let's keep talking just a little bit i want to hear if, if your voices are coming through Ah, very good. So you're saying that the cold weather there is like in the 60s right now? Is that what it is? Freezing cold. My goodness, that's amazing. <clears throat> that's Got it. Let me do something real quick before I go any further. I'm going to talk to our friends here. <clears throat> you're on the air right now. Are you hearing uh, Kathy and Brian? Hello, area code four seven nine three six six. Can you hear Kathy and Brian? You're on the air. Hello. Someone's going. Wait, that's my number. <laughs> Good morning, Charlotte. Can you hear us on the air today? Can you hear Brian and Kathy? Brian and Kathy, say hello one more time. Everything sounds great. All right. So she's got everything sounds great. That's what's important. Okay. So Blog Talk Radio. Uh, let's try area code 479-619. Can you hear 
Brian and Kathy on the air this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, 479619. Can you hear us? Uh-oh, what's going on there? Let's see. 479619. I know I'm going through loud and clear. Anybody else there? Can you hear us? Okay. Okay. Terrific. Let me talk to my brother, Mark, real quick. This was his birthday yesterday. Hey, brother Mark, can you hear me on, on the uh, blog talk right now? Brother Mark, are you there? Brother Mark, are you there? Brother Mark, can you hear me now? Area code 916, are you there? Hey, Pastor Vincent. I can, I can hear you loud hey. and clear. I and can just you hear Brian and, Can you hear Brian and I Kathy? Brian and, Brian and Kathy, say hello to mm-hmm. Mark. Um, they, their signal is present, but it's so far in the background, it's not actually audible. Okay, let's try this one here. Um, go ahead, uh, guys, talk to Mark one more time. Uh, same difference, way, way, way in the background. Okay, so way low. And how about now, Mark? Uh, go ahead, give him one more happy birthday. He deserves it, by the way. <laughs> I can make it out, but it's way in the background. It, um, if I didn't know it was going to be happy birthday, I wouldn't have recognized it. It's just way in the background. Okay, okay. So, um, I and thank you for happening. that, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, for sure. All right, so I'm not sure why their volume is so low, but I know on Facebook and YouTube we're getting a very good connection there, so I'm going to have to stick with that. And uh, I'll be working on the keys a little bit here as we go. So let me get back to the original where I want to be. And um, all right. So, Mark, thank you so much. And genuinely, once again, happy birthday to you. And thanks for helping us out here today. Oops. Thank you so much, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Man, I've, I've done it again. I've done it again. I messed up here. Okay. So that's that. Hey, Brian, Kathy, how are you today? Testing, testing, one, two, three. What a crazy time it is. What a great time it is. And what's really amazing is that you said anything below 70 is freezing. So what is the average temperature in Honduras? Wow. Oh, very good. That's great altitude. That's great altitude. Talking about altitude, that's where we have to get. We have to get beyond our low altitude thinking, our low altitude attitudes. And someone once said that the attitude determines the altitude or something like that. And I hear the spirit of the Lord saying it's time to get higher. In fact, I'd like to begin the broadcast today with reading uh, somewhat of a prophetic teaching. It's very short. But uh, I'd like for you guys to comment on this as we go, okay? So this was titled, His Body is Filling the Earth. And there were some scriptures in 1 Peter 3.22, speaking of Jesus, who has gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. 
Then comes the end in 1 Corinthians 15, 24, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he has put all things under his feet. And then in Acts 2, 34 and 35, for David is not ascended into the heavens, but he said to himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make your foes thy footstool. And then Jesus Christ, which was before preached unto us, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. I saw a glimpse of what is taking place in the world at this very moment, and it caused me to worship with all my heart. As I was preparing, the Lord opened up some dimension or level of understanding to the formation of the shoulder ministry in the earth. I could see for the first time with my heart the government of God being established in the earth through a people who have been called to usher in the fullness of Christ and his governmental kingdom. I saw the body of Christ in its beginning stages as the apostles and prophets began to build 2,000 years ago. I saw how the past 2,000 years were indeed what we call the church age and how the kingdom age has dawned in this prophetic third and seventh day of the Lord. I saw the government upon his shoulders. I saw this generation being the shoulder part of the body and possessing divine power to exert the final establishment of Christ's kingdom. This is awesome, to say the least, and the scriptures that have flooded my soul are even more awesome. I give power to my elect, and they shall prosper in the way that I send them. I am giving special powers to my apostles in this day so that they may accomplish the work I have given them to do. I am pouring out greater measures of wisdom and discernment upon those who have asked. I am sheltering my people from the storm that rages against the walls. Truly a great storm is brewing in the atmosphere. My people, I am calling you to a higher place. You must not remain on the ground you have been. My spirit is moving upward and onward. Follow the leading of my spirit and walk in the high places that I have ordained for you. I will tell you that the present place you are standing in will be swept away with mighty floods. You must ascend in your thoughts and attitudes. You cannot remain in the place of complacency or compromise. I am allowing the removal of all things that offend within my kingdom. My kingdom is in you. You will experience a terrible fire blazing through your land, your thoughts, emotions, will, and desires that will burn up all that is against and opposed to me. I will burn up the chaff in your lives with unquenchable fire. I am a consuming fire, and my fire will produce the gold in the lives of my people. I am after quality material at this time, material that I may deposit the true riches. I am in search of a people who are willing to abandon all things in order that they may follow me. To these I have patiently endured in order that I may be glorified in them. Through these I will demonstrate my power and authority in the earth. Brian and Kathy, are we still at that moment in time right now where God is able to mantle a people and put governmental authority on them in the present world that we're in with us knowing that we're living in the end of times? I mean, we seem to be the end of the end of the end of the ages and the darkness is coming. But will there be a governmental people mantled in this generation, do you believe?
Hold on, I'm getting singles from the sideline. What, babe? What? Oh, we're clear. Good. We're clear on blog talk. We're clear for takeoff. So, thank you, darling. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's so raw. Oh, we're not clear. Well, everybody in Honduras is saying hello. And you're loved. And if you want to hear this broadcast, you're going to have to turn on YouTube, Facebook, or Omega, well, Omega Radio. Yeah, Omega Radio and watch it live. You'll hear it. Okay. Back to you guys. So you're saying that authority uh, to, to be mantled with divine authority means there has to be a maturing of the individual. We can't be spoiled children carrying the weight of kingdom authority. Brian, do you believe there's kingdom authority for mature saints of God in this generation that God is raising up? Good. 
Mine, that's mine. <laughs> right, 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 right. Belongs to all of us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. chewing on each other. Paul the Apostle in the book of Galatians said, if you bite and devour one another, you'll be consumed of one another. It's been going on since the beginning of time in the body of Christ. But here's what I'd like to just tackle for just a moment, uh, because I do believe, as you're saying, as, as we're believing by the same Holy Spirit, that Father's intention is to raise up quios, mature sons and daughters in this day that he may mantle with governmental authority. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. And when Jesus took his 12 disciples, 12 being the governmental number, he discipled them. He told them to go and practice and rehearse what I'm giving to you. And because I'm uh, I'm mantling you with this authority to go and do the things that you're going to do. And it represented the beginning of his government. And so shall it be at the end, as it was in the beginning, the government of God must come. And I believe that's going to come through the anointings of the apostolic, prophetic, and the other fivefold ministry gifts. There's something there to help. But one of the big oppositions, the obstacles that I see 
in my own life at different times and in the life of many other people to them becoming what God has called them to be is a spirit of condemnation. And I love what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, well, that's true. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So at that moment, everybody bows their head and says, oh, and the devil comes around and starts condemning and criticizing and pointing a finger and reminding. But the next verse, verse 11 says, and such were some of you, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. And yet I find in our ministry that, and in my own heart at different times, the enemy trying to accuse and bringing a very clever, intelligent argument to our, or against us to condemn, to, to oppress, to depress, to make feel bad. When the reality is on the other side of that, we should be walking in the joy of the Lord, the liberty. The question is, why are so many Christians today that have such a glorious new covenant of grace and mercy and deliverance and healing and putting away the old and a brand new reality in life, why is the enemy so effective at keeping people condemned because of their past? What's the problem here? And I, I want to tackle condemnation. Can you speak into that? What's that, babe? No. Sorry, guys. Okay. Okay. That's okay. We're gonna. This is gonna go all over the world, anyways. I don't. I, okay. So you were saying, and I'm sorry for the interruption. Go ahead. Not wise. Well, that's good.
And you should, and you, and you have the, the right to do so. But I just wanted to comment quickly about the Apostle Paul said, it is not wise to compare yourself among yourselves. We're not to know any man after the flesh. We don't even know Jesus Christ after the flesh, he said. We don't know him as a Jewish carpenter. We know him as a spirit. We know him in the spirit. This is critical because that, that's a great revelation right there about the categorizing of things. So the devil is doing everything in his power because of particularly in our generation, the grotesque sin that has been uh, legislated and has become alive in our generation, it's always been around. And many people are still suffering under the, the bondage of their past sins. And the word of God is saying, listen, that has got to be dealt with because that's not who you are. I'm bringing you up and into something right now that's critical to the nations of the earth. My government has got to be in the earth. And speaking of the government of God again, it's not to make the world a happy place. The government of God is not going to rest until the world is taken over by the kingdom. I know that. I mean, Revelation 11, the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord. And what the government of God did in the days of Egypt, once again, Moses, that shook the national, uh, the empire of Egypt, shook it to the ground. Elijah shut up the heavens, a lot of famine, a lot of death, a lot of problems, the government of God. So the government of God that wields authority in our generation must come to a people that are clear, clean, justified, washed, and actually becoming glorified. This is super important stuff right here because this is what God wants to accomplish. Go ahead. Unbelief, isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelief.
time when you really step back and think from a biblical point of view, not, you know, vain imagination, not treating the word of God craftily or trying to, you know, do anything outside of what is really there. But what is really there is the liberty and the freedom of every soul. And, you know, one of the things that has struck me in the last week in my studies in Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus was mantling the government of God, the 12 disciples who he called apostles, and he said, I give you power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and disease. The word healing there is the therapuo, which is where we get the word therapy or therapeutic. And so there's healing. And then it talks about the malady, the blind man, the deaf man, the lame man, the man with palsy, the man with leprosy, all these maladies, cancer of any kind. There's power to heal, but he also said, and all disease. And the word disease there is a little bit different than a malady. It deals with homosexuality, literally a calamite. It talks about people who have been sexually abused, people that have entertained sin or have gotten into sin that has sexually perverted their soul to some degree, whether it is through homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, pedophilia, whatever it is, there are people that Paul wrote to and said, such were some of you, but there is healing for that condition. And that is so important because sexual sin, sexual abuse, being a, you know, and I hate to sound graphic, being a, no, I'm not going to say it. You know, just being licentious out there in the world, um, there's healing. And right now, the, the joy of Scripture is that God is calling our generation. He's looking all over the world for a people that, he w- that will come to him, that he can begin to grow up. And hopefully, there are many people listening today that have allowed that to happen. But you've, we've got to get beyond the condemnation and I don't see condemnation alone, Brian and Kathy, as the devil standing there just pounding. It's almost a very serpent-like, you know, subtle, almost subconscious, you know, you're really not all that. I mean, you're, you're really, you know, I know who you are, and you know who you are, and you know what you've done. And, I, you know, I, it's, it's that kind of spirit. And, man, I want to crush the head on that thing today everywhere because it's a lie. Speak into that, please. Amen. Yep. Okay, we lost you here for just a second. You're frozen. Hold on one second. Okay, there you are. Yeah, you just froze for a second. So go ahead back about seven seconds. Are you there? I hear you, but okay. Yeah, no, it's just 
Amen. Amen. With a lot more healing. So it goes back to what Brian said earlier about looking into the perfect law of liberty continually. So if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. We know that. Father God does not want any one of his children to be condemned. In fact, that whole condemnation issue was dealt with in Romans chapter 5, that every one of us born into this world were born condemned to die. But that condemnation has been removed from us. He wants it off the whole world, off of every human being. There are those that just are not going to accept that beautiful blessing. But for those Christians, those of us around the world that are professing to know Jesus Christ, to walk in condemnation is a very deep reality of our immaturity. And it puts us at risk of being beat up constantly by the devil. And I believe it's time to have a revelation on the true grace of God and our faith that he did take all of our guilt, shame, and condemnation and sin upon himself. And for us to carry it is denying him what he has accomplished. This is unbelief. And in, when there's no, no, no faith, when there's unbelief, he cannot do many mighty works. He's ready to do some really mighty works right now to mantle God's people. Our, our world is going into the darkest time in the history of the world, I believe, the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth. And right now there's a pause in the pangs and there's a sealing of the saints. I believe those who are going to mature and grow up and be mantled with governmental authority because the majority of believers, Brian, are going into the greatest tribulation. They're going to be getting washed up and cleaned up uh, according to the word of God through what they're going to have to go through. But how many would just accept what Christ has done right now and walk in it? 144,000? <laughs> Yeah. This is basic. Yeah. 
Amen. And isn't it true? You said a, you said a very powerful word there. It, it, it messes with our circuitry. So when I walk in condemnation, I'm not only affecting myself, I'm allowing the enemy to affect the people around me as well. There's a short in the circuitry of the body of Christ because we're so knit together. And so people need to start realizing and thinking that when that spirit of condemnation wants to come on them and put them into a realm... Uh, maybe even a realm of, man, what's this all about? What's the use of even serving the Lord anymore? And who knows if we're really going to have eternal life? And who knows if there's really a resurrection? All that stuff is coming when condemnation is present. And so when an individual, maybe you're listening today, and maybe you're dealing with a spirit of condemnation, and God is saying, today, I want to take the head of that thing off of you. It was already accomplished 2,000 years ago. But I, I want you to hear this message so you can take your sharp sword and go to war against this condemnation and to release yourself from the bondage and suffocation of this, this, this deadly spirit. And it is deadly. And to begin to walk in the liberty so that you can fulfill your assignment and you will affect the body of Christ.
right. Yeah, exactly. So let, let's take this conversation. Um, I, I want to go a little bit deeper with it um, because what you just said is true. And maybe somebody their whole life has dealt with a spirit of condemnation. It's inward. I, I have a friend of mine who has been in the past. He was a gangbanger. He was a thief. He was involved in more things than you could imagine. And now he's born again, and he's so funny because I've known him for such a long time. And uh, if, if somebody says something about, you know, oh, do you know uh, where so-and-so's purse is? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't do it. You know, he's carrying within this. We know you didn't do anything, but he's carrying this idea inside of him, this phobia, this emotion, this you know, somebody that's been caught in sexual sin, they could hear a word and it could trigger a whole plethora of ideas and thoughts and imaginations. This is where the cleansing really needs to happen. And it's very fragile. It's very tender. It's very, you know, if you grew up in a home and nothing you said mattered, you could just be quiet. You know, that's stupid. And, you know, anytime somebody says to you today, well, I disagree with you. And you inwardly, oh, you know, you're feeling that. These are the areas of the soul. This is the cleansing of the soul that is so important right now. It's not just presto, okay, I'm going to throw that off. It's deeper than that. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. And I just wanted to read briefly out of Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And then in verse 15, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So condemnation has passed upon every man. There's not a person on this planet that has not been condemned to die. But Jesus Christ took that condemnation on himself so that we could live openly, freely before God. But the enemy exploits the old nature, the old man. He goes back and plays the button on the old nature. We're supposed to be putting off the old man, putting on the new man, walking in the spirit, not in the flesh. The word of God is so clear. If you're born again and you're led by the spirit of God and you have the spirit of God, we could be quick. I think we've been really slow at this. I think it's been a long, long journey for a lot of people, but God has done his work, and we give him the glory. I just sense right now an acceleration of liberation because God is wrapping things up. He's bringing things to fulfillment, completion. It's a time where he's got to bring, particularly in our generation, out of all the experience, he's got to bring the cream to the crop. He's got to release and bring a birthing, and I personally believe the purpose for the, uh, the shaking in the world is the birthing of the sons and daughters of God. Speak into that.
Amen. actually happening right now, by the way, to a degree. Yeah. That was. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. You know, somebody told me 30 years ago, and I'm sure you've heard this, and I'm sure many of our listeners have. 30 years ago, they said uh, a a doctor down in San Diego at a mental health facility 
um, actually said that 80% of the people in his mental ward would be released if they knew they were forgiven or if they had forgiven someone. This unforgiveness that you're talking about is the strength, it is the meat of the spirit of condemnation, either not forgiving oneself or not forgiving someone. Um, And it's amazing when we have done such really bad things that we actually have the gall to hold other people accountable for what they've done. I mean, what one of us could really take up a stone and start saying that anybody else, you know, is, is uh, you know, we just hold them in such, you know, condemnation. We hold them in such, you know, inability, and, and yet we have done worse than they've ever done. And it's something in the mechanism, in the spirit, in the mind that has to be delivered. You're right. It has to be undone. And this is the season. And if we're not willing to forgive others, when we have been so guilty, man, that is a real problem. I'm not talking about observing through the scriptural lens of things going on in the world, and there's a lot of evil and a lot of wickedness, and we see that and acknowledge that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody that has, been, has done really bad stuff and yet has an attitude about other people that have done less than themselves. Can we talk about that as well? Wow. Everything shall be shaken that can be shaken. Yeah. So that that which cannot be shaken will remain. Right. Yeah. Amen. Beautiful. 
You know, as you're talking, and I, I know, and I, I'm going to back out here in just a second. As you're as you're sharing what I'm hearing, the Spirit of God saying, someone was, is listening right now, and the whole adjustment, the whole release, the whole setting free, is going to come through forgiveness right now and forgiving. And I feel like this is what the Holy Spirit is saying to us all right now, every single one of us. I need you to forgive yourself. I need you to forgive everyone on this planet or people that have even left. There's still people hold people that are dead in unforgiveness. It's amazing how deep this can go. So forgiveness, forgiveness. And what does forgiveness actually mean? Release. Let it go. I saw a video the other day of a deer that was caught in a nasty Bob wire situation. And some guys got together and they labored and labored and labored to cut away so carefully as not to wound any further that deer that was caught in this mess. And after this long time, the deer finally broke free and it skipped forth like a calf, free them. And sometimes the nettles of life, the, the things that uh, what unforgiveness does, it's like Bob wire fencing stuck right into your, your flesh. And if you move a certain way, it'll rip and tear and cause pain. This has to get done today. This has to get done in people's lives. This unforgiveness issue has to be dealt with. You know, let me ask you this, uh, and Brian, I know you're ready to, to share into this. Is it possible, and I believe this is true, that behind the spirit of condemnation, if a person has condemnation in their heart and they feel condemned, that it's a spirit of pride that actually is holding that? Brian, I think you mentioned this earlier. It's a spirit of pride because I know in, in people, and I've seen it myself at times, and, and I, I get it that sometimes we're rejecting and resisting the mercy of God, the justification, the sanctification, the cleansing, the healing, I love you, the atonement, because our pride is standing up in some way. Can you speak into that? Mm-hmm. 
That's really good. That's really good. So it's not just a magic wand that's being waved over us. It is a working out of, of, of renewing and changing the mind. And uh, that's really good. That's really good. I love that. 
feel like right now there's somebody that we need to pray for, maybe all of us. Um, these things run deep. And I do believe they are beyond psychology. I do believe that demon spirit work in this psychology, that there's something operating behind the scenes. And obviously the spirit of the age, the spirit of the world, uh, you know, if there's a psychology in someone's mind and Satan wants to bring that person into torment, into hell and eternal destruction, you know, there's something there keeping that alive. There's something there keeping that memory alive, that thought alive. It is there. It's a pattern, but there's life in it. And that's where the spirit, I believe, needs to be cast out. It's an unclean spirit. and There's power to do it. And I like I think we need to pray right now for just a moment. Uh, Brian and Kathy, and if you two would lead everybody right now in a prayer of healing, I believe God will honor this. I don't believe this is a general, let's just do this thing again. I believe this is a moment. There's somebody, maybe maybe every one of us to some degree, that God wants to release just a little bit further, maybe a lot further. Would you pray? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Jesus' name, absolutely beautiful prayers. And Father, we do. We come before you because this is a moment that you're designing. And I thank you right now all over the world that there is an open heaven, a portal that is opening. And the golden oil of your anointing, your divine power, Father God, that you're pouring out of your spirit upon vessels that have been laboring and attempting and working and striving to enter into the things that you've called us to. And I thank you for the acceleration, the moment of acceleration that is now here. And I thank you, Father, that God, by the outpouring of your Holy Spirit into our hearts and our minds, that you will shake loose strongholds of the enemy, just territory that's been there, that's just been tied up and bound up, Lord God, that you would loose that right now and that you would break off of people right now by a shaking, a little earth, this, this earthen vessel quake, Lord God, that you would shake it and that you would release, Father God, the power and the anointing to bring healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus. And Father, we're just hungry. We are thirsty. We are craving right now your presence more than we've ever had it before, known it before. We thank you that our best days 
are not behind us. They're ahead of us, Lord, and today is that day. And, Father, there are things that we don't even know how to pray. We see things going on, Lord, in ourselves and other people. We don't even know how to pray. We don't know what to say, but your spirit knows what to do. Your spirit knows how to groan. Your spirit makes intercession. And I thank you right now, Holy Spirit, that you're making intercession for people beyond our words right now, that you will bring healing, deliverance, salvation, that you will clear the air, clear the conscience, make whole, deliver, set free. Lord, I'm seeing that man that you met on the island. He was so demonically possessed, that man, those two men that were there. Lord, they were driven by demons, legion of demons, driving them, cutting themselves, doing this horrible life, living this life. And Lord, you met them. And this man bowed at your feet. He bowed. And those demons cried out, send us to the pigs. And Lord, you said that that man, when you were done, when you accomplished your work, he sat in his right mind. And, Lord, that man wanted to follow you. And you said, no, 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 you go and you be an evangelist. You go tell what great things the Lord has done for you. Lord, I ask for a clearing of the conscience and a clearing of the mind in every one of us right now where the devil has been laboring to thwart your purpose, to undermine your calling. I break it. We break it. We loose it right now in Jesus' holy name that you may equip, that you may mantle, you may assign your people, Lord God, to go and do what you've called them to do with effectiveness in the name of Jesus Christ. Brian, I just feel like there's something more in you. Please go ahead. Amen. Amen. And that's spiritual suicide, giving up on the promises of God, giving up on the purposes of God. And so, again, we rebuke that demonic spirit of lies and deception. We lose the spirit of truth. Father God, all over this earth, we thank you that today, Lord, that there is a deliverance that you are accomplishing in your people. And I know you work through the body of Christ. And I thank you for mantling people that are listening to this broadcast today, just like you mantled your 12 disciples with power and authority and privilege and right, and you gave them the authority and power to cast out unclean spirits, to heal the sick, and to heal all manner of disease as well. I thank you, Lord, the people listening today will go forward as disciples, pupils, those who practice what they have been given that there will be a a going forth, a laying on of hands, a rebuking of the demons, a healing of the sick, a a real work, Father God, that would commence out of this little tiny moment, Father God, all over the world in a new and living way with more effectiveness and power than we've ever seen. We We want to taste it, Lord. We want to eat it. We want to partake of it. We want to become more abundant, Father God, more abundant in the revelation, in the wisdom, in the knowledge the discernment of things right now. We thank you for the mysteries of the kingdom being unveiled to our eyes and our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Praise God. Where are we? Praise the Lord. All right. 
freedom. You know, uh, Mel Brooks shouted, freedom! You know, that was in such a patriotic, outward kind of thing. Man, there's got to be a shout of the liberty and the freedom that Christ has given to us. And the saints of God all over the world have to know this. Guys, go ahead and take a few more minutes and minister, minister to the body. Hey, Brian, isn't it true that with what uh, Kathy just said, that the kingdom of God is filled with people that have been murderers, rapists, liars, thieves. The Bible actually teaches that he who hates his brother is a murderer in his heart. Men have raped women in their minds. Women have fornicated with men in their thoughts. There have been stealing from the things of God. He said, you're, uh, you're, you've robbed me. There are people, I mean, the kingdom of God is filled. We may not have physically done any of those things, but spiritually, where it counts, where God judges, where God measures, that's going on all over the world, and that's in the, the kingdom of heaven. We need to confess our sins, repent, get cleaned up, and go and sin no more in all these areas of our lives. And uh, this will bring a great deliverance. Brian, give you the final word before we get rolling here today.
the road and we're at the at the end of our days, it's like those those things come out. You know, they come out. Wow. Absolutely amazing testimony. Absolutely amazing. You know, maybe someone's thinking today, yeah, but we're not talking about what's going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and uh, what's happening Monday, the, you know, the border control, border patrol over there at the, at the gate, you know, they're going to be forced to get a vaccination or they're all the border control is going to be leaving. Uh, what about all the, sometimes I think these things are necessary. Definitely we have to talk about them, but sometimes we use them as a distraction to take our mind off of what's going on in us. And I don't want to do that. I just feel that there are moments where God wants to bring balance and he wants to minister to the body of Christ. That story, the only the real terrible thing about that story is if they go and they leave this earth not confessing Jesus Christ, having rejected the knowledge of God. Now it, now it goes eternal. And all that good works they did without Christ, and it was all there, means nothing. Filthy rags, like you said. Filthy rags. At best. At There's a great scripture um, that speaks to what you're saying where Paul wrote, and he says, you know, when our obedience is complete, then we will stand in readiness to revenge all disobedience. The government of God that God is raising up in the earth today will be made up of people that have their obedience will have been made complete. They will be handled with an authority to shake the heavens and the earth. I don't believe we're here to make uh, the world peaceful. I believe Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, I did not come into the world to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. I mean, my God, people were shocked when we said that, but he said it. And the sword that he brings is to divide everything that's truth and everything that's not truth, everything that is right and everything that is not right. And the only thing that's right is him. And so people that side with him become right. And that's all there is to it. And there's a sword in the earth and he's going to wield the sword. We're out of time, guys. We got to get rolling. We love you so much. So when are you guys heading? What's the plan? Anything you could share? What's going on? What you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, Okay, well, oh, go ahead. 
You, yeah, it may be a stepping stone because if you guys don't come this way, then we're going that way, and that's it. We're going to have to be meeting very soon, and uh, God, God will make that happen. We love you both so very much. God bless you. God bless your day. And I know we're going. we got this busy world. You guys get to go step outside and see creation at its finest. That's not fair. We love you. God bless. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys. Shalom. <clears throat> All right. That's it for us today. I hope you were blessed by the word of God. Our missionaries that go around the world that have gone to Honduras because of that call in their life. God's working in them, <clears throat> ready to release them to where they need to go. What's he doing with you? What's the Spirit of God doing in your life? How is the Holy Spirit ministering to you today? Liberty, freedom, release. The joyful, abundant life is waiting for your arrival. The joyful, abundant life is waiting for your arrival. Maybe you're going through something right now. Let's get through it quick. Let's get through it quick. Let's take God's word, apply it to the situation. Do it, and let's get on with what God has called us to. There's a lot of people out there that have an assignment call on their lives. The enemy knows it. He'll do everything in his power to undermine it and stop it. Abort it. Don't let any purpose of God be aborted in your life because of anything. Believe in Jesus. Cling to him. Take hold of the cross. Move forward. We have a lot of work to do in a little bit of time. It's acceleration. Hold on. Things are going to get intense all over the world. I believe that with all of my heart any moment now. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless everybody. I think it's Thursday. Is it Thursday? I think it's Thursday. So tomorrow's Friday. We'll see you then with bells on. Shalom. Have a super blessed day. You know how to reach us if you'd like to. And remember, don't forget that incredible hoodie or that T-shirt. You can get Don't Shed on Me for a gift for somebody, bit.ly forward slash shed Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to put it there right now. Here it is. If you want to go online and find this little guy, you go right here. And there it is, bit.ly forward slash shed Jesus. Order your shirt right now or your hoodie. Don't shed on me is the meaning of that. And the message is great. It's Titus chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. We're going to take the shedding of the blood of Jesus and the shedding of the Holy Ghost, not the shedding from vaccinations and tricks and schemes of the devil. Go to that website right there. Just type it in, bit.ly forward slash shed Jesus. And please remember that you can support this ministry by giving online by simply going to nwmglobal.org under the donations tab. You can also go to omegaradio.org right here, www.omegaradio.org. You can support the ministry financially that way as well. And you could also send a gift to P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. And if you missed this announcement, you're going, wait a second, wait a second. I want to give to the ministry. Just go back and replay this video. Take it to the very end. You'll get all the addresses. They're right on the screen. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.